there must be some sort of element of wonder that you feel that compels you to want to engage and interact with that brand. So how do you take those abstract ideas, these high and pie in the sky concepts of creating a super fan and make them applicable to your content? That day I said, I quit my theater career <laughs> as amazing as it was, but it is well, over. I'm sorry <laughs> that your debut as the Black Stallion didn't uh, make it happen. Fonzie, but it was rough. It was we, rough. We just came up with the Fonzie's nickname, Fonzie the Black Stallion. The Black Stallion. Uh, We've got some. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 or bippity boppity. Which one is it? Bippity boppity. I know. That's going to make sense in just a second. Fancy, what are we talking about today? Guys, today we're talking all about podcasting magic, infusing wonder into your brand and, you know, content. I think we have a lot of podcasting magic. Do you agree that we have podcasting magic? Podcasting magic. <laughs> it would be awesome if we had like some like screen effects or this like this like purple smoke just like and then we're literally dressed differently. <laughs> that would be epic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that uh, post-production. Uh, that sounds good. Okay, good. And anyways, guys, if you're enjoying the show, please go ahead and follow it. Download all the episodes. And if it's helping you, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, that is right. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share it. And like he said, just subscribe. Let's go. Mm, hope you're ready for some bibbidi babbidi boo magic. As <laughs> um, today's guest, passion for podcasting and branding is very contagious. That is right. She's here to help you infuse wonder into your own business so you can captivate and convert your audience into brand advocates. She's now the host of the bibbidi babbidi business podcast and probably the Disney's number one fan as well she has competition there from your wife i'm gonna say yeah, that because your wife yeah. is extremely fan of, of disney yes so it's gonna you know <laughs> just, just throwing that out there uh guys please welcome the real life podcasting princess rita Risha. let's go this what's up rita i'm <laughs> uh, doing it I, i'm already like heating up i'm gonna have to take off this sweater because like <laughs> The temperature in this All right, we're, just... we're family friendly. We're Disney family friendly, my friend. All right? All right? Calm yeah. it down. I, I promise. I have a shirt on. For those listening, please go ahead and watch the video. I mean, Fonzie, you know. No, P I am PG not. Version. If you guys are thinking, you know, I do not do that. I oh, know. boy. <laughs> Anyways, Rita, obviously super stoked that you're here. We were just talking about it for like 10 minutes. We're like, we should actually start the show. And, uh, you know, you have a, an amazing platform. Platform. You help these amazing brands and companies in like to find their voice and their brand. And we chatted a little bit about it. So what like in the last like year or so, right? Like wh what has been like that big thing that people are looking for when it comes to the production, their show, the brand building? Wait, 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 wait. Before we start with that, what I want to hear from your words. How do you define magic and wonder? Ooh. I want to set the stage for those that are listening, you know, too. So they know what they're getting mm -hmm. by listening to today's podcast. Yeah, so magic and wonder sound like fluffy Disney terms at first, but they're actually very valuable, um, I think, 
ideas to infuse into your brand. So if you think of anything that you love, think of anything that you are a super fan of. Think of something that you religiously buy, follow, uh, consume. There's a little bit of magic in it for you. There's just that little je ne sais quoi something that makes you want to keep watching, consuming, or buying with that product. And more importantly, you want to engage with that product or brand. There must be some sort of element of wonder that you feel that compels you to want to engage and interact with that brand. So how do you take those abstract ideas, these high and pie in the sky concepts of creating a super fan and make them applicable to your content? And my opinion is that Disney does it right because think of all of the brands that they've acquired and the following, the religious following of that said brand. It's magic and wonder. So for me, yes, they are kumbaya fluffy statements, but essentially they are layman's terms for brand affinity and customer mm. connection. And that's what we're trying to create with our content. We want to encourage not only that uh, relationship with the brand, but connection to in a- to actually engage with the brand. Because you can post all you want. You can post a million episodes, you can post content, you can post blogs, but if no one is engaging and responding, are you doing it right? What are you doing? So that's really where I come in. I want to reignite that connection with your brand, with your audience, so that you understand the magic and wonder of what you do to better connect with your target audience. Yeah, Mm. I I think that concept of uh, magic and wonder it does sound a little fluffy, not to lie, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it is a very real thing, right? Like, and uh, you met, you said it, je ne sais quoi, right? The, 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 the mm-hmm. French of, I don't know what the, uh, that is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, it is for real, right? Because I know I, re- I remember the initial days of us trying to find our voice or, or like the way that we run the show or like, what do we say? Just being comfortable really with who we are in front of a camera, right? Uh, Fonzie still doesn't speak right English, right? I sometimes make mistakes in the intro. That's totally okay, right? Sometimes. sometimes yeah, like every episode, <laughs> uh, 400 episodes, still doing it. But anyways, um, to try to find that, right? And uh, the number one comment that we get from the guests or the people that listen to the show, even when their request was like, hey, more solo episodes because we like you as 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 the talent right and that's something that it has been developed and there's so much room to still grow right but that has been a topic literally in the last week or so the last couple weeks of the talent the person that actually is running that show right the leadership person that goes into that like how big of uh of an element is that does that affect like the business big time right the platform big time you have been involved with many companies in this process right so I'm very yes. curious to hear your thoughts around talent. Uh, some people, yes. that might be a big ego hit for a lot of people that are be, are publishing at the moment, right? They might be doing all the things right, but if them themselves as an attractive character are not engaging enough, are not interesting enough, right? It's like, it's almost like something that we have to level up as people and grow to be able to succeed in, in publishing, right? That's the impression at least that I, I'm, I have today. What are your thoughts on that? I would agree. So something interesting about my background prior to getting into the business side of things is I was a 
former music theater and uh, music major. So before I even got into podcast production and business and marketing, I was uh, trained in classical voice and acting. And those um, theories of being on stage and encouraging that connection with not only your uh, fellow actors and your audience are things that I think uh, if you've been a subject matter expert in your field for a long time, you have not likely learned. They are learned skills. Some people do have that natural ability, and that is true. But often you can be taught how to have a stage presence and how to encourage a connection with your audience. Because all it is is confidence and listening. If you have the ability to not just passively hear, but truly listen and empathize and understand what your guests are saying, in turn, you're going to be able to provide questions that make them feel heard and also make the audience feel acknowledged as well, too. So that's a lot to say, but all it comes down to is you as a host are in charge of guiding the energy and the conversation for both your guests and your listener. And if you're having trouble doing that, there are things you can do to improve that so that you are not missing out on the uh, content opportunities that you're looking for. So for example, um, I once did a podcast with a couple of people. They are a very large brand. I can't say who it is, but they're a very large brand. And they had a tech merger that they were doing. It were three very well-known CEOs. Mm. They were doing a tech merger. And that's all I had to go off of them for that podcast episode. I was just like, what are we going to talk about for 30 minutes? Like your business merged. Like, okay. So like, what do I as a host have to contribute com- contribute to this conversation? Yeah. But I did some digging and I actually uh, found out that all three of them secretly really liked superheroes. <laughs> of course, that's the <laughs> that's the Disney in me. Right. Yeah, so yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes when you are looking to make that connection and find common ground with your guests in order to host an effective episode, you have to think about what they do outside of work. I mean, for me, it's Disney, but for other people, it's sports. Do you have a same sports team that you like? Think about the affinity and camaraderie that comes from that. For other people, it's cooking. Maybe they're a huge foodie and you guys can, you know, really connect over food. What it is, it's an icebreaker. You want to break down the walls and break down that um, I'm a higher role than you or you are a higher role than me mentality and connect as humans one-to-one, right? So I connected on the superhero thing because I love Marvel And I was like, okay, so guys, I'm not going to lie. I don't really understand your level of business. Like I'm a podcaster and a content marketer. I'm not a CEO of a massive tech company. But what I'm hearing, tell me if I'm right, if I'm hearing this, is that the three of you came together like the B2B tech Avengers and created the vibranium of your industry. Yes or no? And they said, yeah, actually, pretty much. So you know what? (laughs) There you go. Instant connection and also educational in a way that's palatable for the audience that's going to consume it. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. First of all, I want to comment on, you know, you you talked about your uh, theater experience. I myself have some, you know, previous theater experience, (laughs) you know. Uh, Here goes a super random story. 
It ended abruptly. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. My theater experience ended abruptly. But I think I was in like sixth grade, something like that. Oh, and no, no, and no, we no, had no, club no, no. at my school and I signed up for a theater and we were a mess. We were like the worst group. Like we just, we were in theater because we couldn't get in other clubs, you in know, sports. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun, but we were literally terrorizing the teacher and she was like panicking and we're like, okay, we're going to do Tarzan. I think it was the play that we were trying to do. It was like a week before the play. Nobody knew anything. And she's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And one of the, the kids on the, in the class was like, why don't we improvise? Why don't we ask the crowd to tell something and we'll, we'll improvise? And the, the teacher was like, okay, you know, at this point, she already, in her mind, she's like, whatever happens is going to be a disaster. Let them fail and, you know, figure it out. So she didn't know that we had a plot. We had selected somebody in a group of friends and be like, say this and we know exactly how we're going to act it out. Turns out <laughs> the day of the show comes in and the teacher goes out. She's gonna, they're going to improvise. Who wants to do a recommendation? And her friend lifts his hand and a kid a year younger than us that is terrible. Everybody knew this kid was terrible. Lifts his hand too. And we're like, oh no. And the teacher, you could see it in her face. She was like, oh, this is my moment for vengeance. <laughs> and she picked the terrible kid that is a year younger than us. And it's like, okay, what do you want them to do? <laughs> and the kid goes, so random. He's like, I want them to do like a group of wild horses. Like that. I'm not kidding. And we're like, what? What? No, we're not going to do that. And the teacher was like, yes. yes, you are. And I'm not kidding. We went outside in front of like half the school. And we were just like pretending to be horses. It was terrible. That day I said, I quit my theater career <laughs> as amazing as it was. But... It is well, over. I'm sorry <laughs> that your debut as the Black Stallion didn't uh, make it happen. Fonzie, but it was rough. It was we, rough. We just came up with the Fonzie's nickname, Fonzie the Black Stallion. The Black Stallion. Uh, I, I, I like thought, it. I appreciate, I appreciate I, it. I thought you were going to tell the story where you pooped your pants. <laughs> That's a different story. Okay, different we're going to leave that one for, for a different podcast. But uh, the other thing that I wanted to comment, you know, and it was obviously more in terms of kind of like listening and all this stuff and kind of like being brand advocates is that I know you used to work for a company. I don't want to say the name unless you want to, but um, they are really good at having their employees be brand advocates. And I feel like that is something that a lot of companies don't look into. Like, you, like this company, literally, I feel like everybody is consistently publishing content and being a voice for what they're building and they're excited about it. And it's really, really cool to see, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm curious, right? Like when you go to work in these companies and these girls, I think hand in hand with my brother, it's like, do they just think about, okay, we just need one person to be the voice of this or are they actually thinking a little bit bigger and, and, and maybe wondering, do we have an army of people that are passionate about the business that they want to share it? And at the same time, they're going to build uh, brand awareness. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I did work at uh, an agency prior where I really learned about LinkedIn personal branding. And I feel that because I was developing that before I even started my podcast, 
it really helps me understand the why that I had behind mm. what the content was that I was creating. It helped me to see kind of who naturally was attracted to me on my platform. And more importantly, it helped me to develop my voice online and teach me about writing and how to, you know, create posts that encourage engagement. Because I think when I first started, I was thinking about, well, what do I want to write about? And that's the first mistake that you can make when building your personal brand, only thinking about what do you want to talk about? Mm. What do you want people to hear is a better question you should ask yourself. As a result of that, what do you want people to learn? And lastly, how do you want people to associate you? What is that thing that they can identify you by? Uh, my friend and I, we call it a social identifier. That thing for me, it happened to be Disney. And you know what? People, when they see things out and about that are Disney related, like a Disney pen with a crown on it, they'll randomly message me and be like, hey, I thought of you. Look at that. You want people to think of you. So it starts with you. And then, like you said, it can grow into an army, yeah. but you need the mm. first voice to be established. Because if you have an army of a bunch of people that are not aligned on key messaging, it's not going to be effective. Yeah. So there has to be kind of uh, a theme that is discerned and discussed and re repeated throughout the messaging that everyone can agree with. And so for me, of course, it was first and foremost B2B podcasting. But then I thought that's something that is now often discussed. So how can I further ideate on what my social identifier is from there. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of B2B people that uh, like Disney or uh, at least they want you to think that because there's a lot of closet Disney fans out there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, people do recognize me for that person. And it became something that I enjoyed because it's something I felt uniquely connected to. Mm. And it was authentic. Oh. That's the that's the biggest thing. If you don't feel authentic in what you're doing, you will not continue that content. You will burn out. It will fizzle out. Maybe it's a great idea and abstract, but it's not something that is truly you. Yeah. And that's why it's a personal brand. Mm. You have to personally relate to it, but also feel excited to personally share that with others and help them. Yeah, 100%. I, uh, I really like that. Uh, Fonzie, hug the mic? Or uh, can, no, no, no. I, I just, can I add? Yeah, you can add, thoughts? but okay. I wrote here, what is ours? <laughs> you know, kind of like, what is our differentiation there? Uh, as of right now, I think, obviously, soccer is a big one, but also, like, the, the streamer culture. We're a lot into oh, into yes. that stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. And as my as my brother, you know, kind of, like, builds up his, his next comment, I'm going <laughs> to reveal the soccer jersey that I'm wearing on because now oh I'm feeling gosh, like, no, let's don't, go. Don't, oh my right. God. Okay. Don't worry, it's not an Arsenal Ta -na 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 -na. Okay, <laughs> cut to me, please. Just cut to me. Okay. Um, I mean, yes, I agree on that. And and there's so many thoughts around the, the process of what do you want people to hear? What do you want people to learn? How do you want them to associate with you? And we had an identity like conversation uh, a while back with Bart Miller. He's a, he's a guest on the show. 
And uh, I remember it was early in our podcasting stage and we were talking a lot about soccer and how we lost, you know, I'm doing air quotation, that identity and uh, how we're like trying to discover that new one through the podcast, right? Because that was the medium that we chose to publish. And uh, I feel like a lot of leadership in different companies might be lost in that sense, right? They they put the company first and it has to be like the company persona, but th there's not really a line or they don't fully dive into, you know, that persona that they can be, uh, you know, and, and be truly comfortable with themselves, right? I think, I think that's, that's what it does. So, and, and I have a follow-up question on that, on that side and how establishing as your voice, but I feel is really curious how you, niche down is your niche down is not on the topic itself it's on the personality and the people that you bring on and like how do you connect on the back end with that right like and and for us i feel is very similar and we feel very comfortable with like a, a type of person right and we've had maybe like two or three guests that we might not not sync like a hundred percent and the conversation can get a little awkward i think we're pretty good at navigating those situations but at the same time, for a lot of people, that can be a lot of friction when trying to create this connection or have this conversation, right? So there's a lot of elements that we use. Uh, you know, if you look at our screen, you know, there, there's Pokemon here, there's a TV, there's video games, there's like soccer, there's like, you know, podcasting, there's this equipment, there's a bunch of stuff that people can see around you. And we talk about this with Bart in the call that we have with podcasting, where what are some elements that people can relate to you? not only what you say, but also what they see, like what's the environment. And just before we jumped on, right, we talked about, you know, the place that you're in and how awesome it looks. And, uh, and you know, I, I love seeing the background of people when we're having this conversation. So you as a content creator, right, whether you're a top C, you know, C-suite executive or you're starting your own podcast, what are those elements that you can bring to the table to then create these conversation starters or like just build chemistry, not only from the topic, right? So I I think that's a fascinating like topic in general. So thank you for bringing it on. And now every time I'm going to think, you know, Disney is like you and, and I, Katie, you're a pretty big competition to my wife because like everything like in our house is Disney or BB-8 for Luca or whatever. But <laughs> are we competition or are we future best friends? You're, you guys are definitely future best friends. Just going to put that out there. Yeah. And we're in the same city. So we have to go grab some dinner sometime. But okay. So here's, here's my question uh, uh, aligning to that, right? I see how bigger companies can have an issue with this, right? Because they're portraying an image that may, they might be having that image for years now. And now because we have to evolve, right? Uh, that image can be now delegated to, let's say influencer marketing, right? Because guess what? That kind of puts the chip on the personality to into the influencer pushing their product or their services, right? So I think that's, that's why influencer marketing in a sense is going out. If the brand decides to then move forward and be like, okay, we're going to fully dive into this, right? A good example is, you know, a client that, you know, we we worked before you, but now you're involved is JWB, right? Greg, the CMO is fully into his role of like podcaster and he loves the community and he brings like spike ball into the table and all these things, right? That people can relate to him. I think that's a really good example. What do you say to the, to the brand or the company, right? That is trying to decide if that's a good move for them, that they might look uh, to the situation as not a professional situation, right? Uh, you know, we infuse our clips and we're infused with things and things are coming out very soon with a lot of humor. And, you know, we, we, that clip that Fonzie said that he pooped himself, that's going to come out. I don't know. About that. <laughs> I don't know. About that. Um, too, much. too much, too much, too uh, much. But what do you say to a brand like, okay, 
in today's media environment, this is a very important factor to differentiate yourself and be unique in your content creation process. What would be your advice? Well, first I would challenge what your ideal of professionalism is in an age where we've evolved from office, bow, tie, suits, whatever. It's not the 50s anymore. I mean, everyone online is much more authentic and candid now than they used to be even five years ago. So, of course, there's a level of quality and excellence and brand uh, IP that needs to be preserved and protected when creating content. I acknowledge that first and foremost. What, what we're doing is not trying to make you look bad. What we're doing is trying to find that human element that people naturally gravitate for and want to connect with. So for example, if a company doesn't like the idea of humor, it's too much for them, they don't feel comfortable with it, I always like to push for something deeper. Maybe they are more sentimental. Maybe they do value a more um, deep connection with their audience, right? So something that no matter what company you are or brand you are, that everyone can relate to is emotion. So start with the emotion. What is the emotion that you want to evoke out of your audience and future ideal customer? Is it inspiration? Is it uh, fear? Is it excitement? Is it curiosity? Lean into the emotion first and then go deeper. So for me, wonder is something that I look to inspire and evoke from my content. And it is a word that I use and remind myself with every single episode. How do I evoke wonder into my work so that people feel compelled and in awe of what I'm creating. It's basically storyline and premise development. Think about any movie that you've watched. You leave it feeling something. You leave it wondering, okay, like what was the main message that they wove into every scene, every line, every character? There's an overarching theme. So rather than getting hooked on the idea of what I need to talk about or is it going to be professional, try to establish a theme rooted in emotional connection mm. that is easily able to translate to all of your pieces of content. So for an HR company, maybe your theme is people first. Maybe that's a theme that you really think you could relate with as a company. It's nothing wrong. There's nothing humorous about it. But if you have a people first, people first theme, who are you going to interview? Are they, do they have people first ideologies? What kind of stories do you want to share? What kind of uh, music do you want to collaborate with? I mean, there's more than just humor. There's music, there's art, there's brand activations. And the podcast is the safe place to explore that before mm. you go out and do those things. So it's a testing space for that idea. You can use it for market research to see if your target audience is resonating with that theme, if they're catching on with it. And if you try it for a season and it doesn't go anywhere, you didn't lose any money. You mm. didn't lose. All you did was try something. You can try something else the next time you do it. Yeah. I think you hit an important point in there. And I, I read this, I think it was a LinkedIn post from one, a good friend that has been on the podcast. He is really big into podcasting and he has a course out there. And he was saying what he notices is the biggest difference between, you know, podcasts that don't do so well and podcasts that do really, really well is that podcasts that do 
do not do very well. They focus a lot in already trending like strategies, right? And the, at that point, they're already mainstream in a way. But he says that the podcasts that are very successful, they actually use it more as a testing ground to try to see if their ideas are going to resonate, right? So I equate that a little bit more to thought leadership. I feel like people, they want to tune in and connect with this thought leadership and see, okay, what's next? What's up to come? What can I expect? Why can I potentially pursue myself, right? And I think that goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. And by pairing that with a feeling, like you're saying, it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, funny or silly, like my brother, you know. Uh, it can be, you know, sentimental and deep and <laughs> smart, like like Fonzie the Black Stallion here, right? <laughs> it can be epic even. It, it can be, be cinematic. Epic. It can be cinematic, it can true. Be, um, it can be a whole thing where it's like The Onion, where maybe you act like you're serious, but the whole thing is a, it's is a, um, yeah. it's a joke secretly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... I think when companies start, they think, oh, you're trying to make me funny, which I love personally, but that realm of corporate is naturally going to be averse to. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's let's pin it. It could be that, but what else can we explore together? Yeah. At the same time, I, I, I think you make a great point here is entertainment, right? Like people go into all these things. Sure, they want to consume great information, but at the end of the day, they also, even if they don't accept it, I feel they still want to be entertained. They still want to have a good time listening to this thing. Like nobody's going to tune into something that is just going to make them feel worse. Right? Yes. It's, it's basically like in addition to the story, the podcast isn't you having, well, it's in addition to what we're saying with emotion rather. Yep. The podcast isn't just you talking. It's a story. Is your podcast telling a cohesive story from beginning to end? If it's not, if I can't take your podcast out and like from a million episodes and just pick it out and be like, oh, this is what they're all about. This is what these people like. I wonder what other episodes are like. Did they tell something else related to this topic? Like if it doesn't feel like I was brought in immersed you talk about immersive storytelling a lot in disney if i wasn't immersed into your story yeah. and i was just like over eavesdropping over your phone call like that's the difference between a great podcast and just something that you recorded and yeah. put online yeah. uh something that resonates a ton is the change of, of perspective that this brings to the table right um podcasting as a platform or even even I'll, I'll, I'll dare to say any long form content creator creation, people often see it as the end point, right? But here's how I will challenge that idea is that long form, whether it's a podcast or a video form, is a starting point of something else. It just happened to create a ton of leverage towards your business and your relationships, right? Because guess what? Like operationally, right? Like it, you know, in our, in our roles, I'm more of like the, the system side. So I'm, I'm going through this in my head. It's like, okay, perfect. We create this amazing episode with you today, right? And this is for people that are working on the production side, if you're listening, right? Or if you want to see how can you leverage this piece of content in many ways, right? Production-wise, we're going to have this. And obviously, there's an obvious aspect that we're going to clip the entire thing because it's full of value, right? And then these clips are presented in different platforms, for other people. Guess what? Those clips are going to give us feedback. 
is this topic resonating, right? Then we can grab those and create more off of that. We can create discussions. We can create conversations online with our ideal clients or the market that we're serving. Now, this is the other thing from this episode. We can distill the best ideas and then we can create a YouTube specific video on this specific topic. Like what are the top three things? What are the top four things to consider when X, right? What is something that my audience is already talking about? And then we can optimize for that platform. So I'm very, I'm getting like very specific in this because I really want to paint the picture of the podcasting or this creation process of long form as a starting point and not as the end point. I think it brings a ton of opportunity. And by just flipping your point of view uh, in that sense, I think the game completely changes now because now you allow yourself to be free in the creation process and be like, perfect, this is an open door of possibility. And then based on your company values, based on your company resources, capacity, staff, then you can go and explore different ways, right? We had the discussion yesterday where I really want to leverage the podcast for blogging, right? Like, and, and I think like there's a capacity conversation there internally for our company, but I think there's an opportunity that we can, we can take advantage of that we've never blogged before, right? So I think based on the thing that we already create, why not, right? And we're trying to play with our right. capacity and our resources and our staff and, and the systems and all that. But I think it's an open door for possibility for every single company. So thank you for bringing that point on. I just needed to get that out of my chest. Well, yeah. no, on the blogging thing too, like if you understand your story and you have some points written out in advance for your long form content, that's going to help your blog. Because if you prepare in advance, what you do in advance in your long, long form content helps provide extra value and um, meaning to your clipped content, your repurposed content. Because if I come on here and I talk for hours about whatever, it's actually going to be harder to repurpose that content. It's possible, but is it going to be streamlined across your brand? Is it going to create that long-term affinity? And something that I think uh, content creators can sometimes forget about is that the greatest movies were written down at some point. Someone sat there with a, you know, a pen or a napkin, maybe a keyboard, and they jotted down some points, you know, and maybe not always, I'm not saying to script your podcast. You can if you want. But what I'm saying is take some time to really think about what you're going to say before you say it so that before the clips, before the blog, before anything is made, you are aware of what that vision is and you can better collaborate with the people that are doing that with you to make that shared vision come to life. Yeah. So with some of the comments that we've said here today on our end, I feel like you can tell sometimes with a really dumb filter or thoughts. <laughs> and we're, and we're okay with that, right? It's yeah, like, we're okay with that. Uh, That's definitely part of the part of the personality. Yeah, well, I'm, I was going through my head like an example of somebody that we have in the service at the moment, right? And the initial aspect was, um, the initial attraction to mutually work together was mm-hmm. the, the seamless, how it seems so seamless, right? They were in this platform, they were right. like, oh my gosh, like, it, it seems very no friction, right? But then we started digging in and uh, we're very big fans of you have to create or you and your company have to create your own framework on how to create. We're going to assist you to do this, right? And we've been exploring different routes. But for them is they feel more comfortable to create when they sit down for 30 minutes and they write out what they're going to say and then they go. 
right? For right. us, it was the complete opposite. We're like, for me, creates a ton of friction sitting down and writing these things out. So in my head, we might have some bullet points based on what the conversation that we had, right? We've, we've shown this process before. And then out of those points, then we are very comfortable exploring those those topics in our show. So again, I encourage everybody listening or watching, like how do you personally feel comfortable, right? Because if we if we bypass that step, it's gonna be really challenging to stay consistent. Yeah, and I wanna make sure to convey that I'm not saying I want you to script anything or overthink anything. I think if you wanna immerse people into the journey of your content, you need to at least give yourself a map. Put three bullet points on your mental map of what you wanna say, and then let the conversation and those points guide you to your story. So I, and if you don't want to do that, then sure. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there where like, that's the whole personality. But I think in my industry, specifically B2B corporate, all of those things, those kinds of um, practices are usually welcomed because they're already kind of coming from a place of fear or uncertainty. But for us, the former theater kids, or maybe just like hanging out, talking, always content creators, like this is just a no brainer for us, you know? So you're right. It's whatever works for you. And starting from there and acknowledging that will help your process as well too. Awesome. Fonzie, any, any final thoughts as we wrap up? Um, I think I have a question, but I'm going to put it in the back of my pocket for next time you come here. So, you know, doors are open for round two. Cause I think, you know, building magic is not something that you do just in just one episode. You know, you build magic. All right. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a relationship at this point. We, we need to do uh, coffee sessions, you know. <laughs> we need and, to do uh, a song <laughs> session. Guys, go check her out on LinkedIn. Scroll down. Hit that LinkedIn link. And I don't know exactly what date it was, but just, just go and read everything that she publishes. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's a video of her playing the piano and singing, <laughs> you know. And, and the things that she's not just like singing the greatest showman she's like singing actual viable content so That's make so sure cool. you give it a listen she's amazing uh um Rita, where where will you be if you did not publish where would i be if i didn't publish i'd be on broadway man i'd be there <laughs> <I'd> be- <laughs> that would, it, you know i didn't make my big break in uh in 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 little mermaid or beauty and the beast and all of that but it's all right i'll take a close second <laughs> it's never too late it's never too late never too late <laughs> uh, you'll see like a podcasting show on broadway and it's like come Rita, work, the podcast. Come working with hey, Rita. <laughs> live podcast episode in a theater i'll take that i'll it's, take that it's yeah. happened there's uh there's a group of venezuelan creators that we follow uh the translation is school of nothing and these guys started in mexico city just three friends they all have like media backgrounds comedian backgrounds right mm-hmm. and they sat in like this random music studio with their iphones recording themselves have a conversation literally about nothing like venezuelans we have this thing where we see we can sit down for hours and hours and we can talk about nothing right and uh you know and that was a conversation so it was like you were there sitting down with a group of friends these guys in the last three years have grown to the point that they do live shows in theaters packed with people it's the same format of the show they just go in there and they interact with the audience and they were able to find their voice through that magic and wonder and like really what what their personality is on the show and they have grown so it is possible right like uh so again what you yeah, put in I mind mean, i would i would i would challenge you is the theme nothing 
Or is the theme friendship and connection? Yeah, the name the name is the school of nothing, but absolutely. Right, it but is, like if you're listening to it absolutely. and you're like, man, how do I hop on and talk about nothing? Like, think about it. Maybe that'll help you with your strategy when you're trying to figure out what your show is. hundred uh, percent. <laughs> they have a very like uh, consistent theme on how they tackle these conversations, right? They have their framework. And again, going yeah. back to the thing, what is your framework? Uh, I think it's very important to put in the time and start creating your framework. You don't have to have it 100% to go start. Start with like the first two pieces and then grab feedback from your own intrinsic, you know, purpose and then from the audience and what it seems relevant to you, your industry, your company, and then move forward. But uh, Rita, I think this is awesome. If, yeah, I, I, sorry, I'm going to add something here. I'm going to take the question that I took, you know, that I put in my back pocket. <laughs> I'm just going to use it as a hook for next episode because I think it matches perfectly this, right? And, you know, we send a form before you guys hop in here on the podcast. And one of the things that you said that was your superpower is helping businesses leaders find their voice through podcasting and tell their unique stories. But also you said you're very passionate about leveling up your podcast guest journey to emulate the level of service you provide in your business, right? And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with putting on a show, right? And, you know, recently I was doing some research on this creator. His name is Ludwig. He's a streamer of like video games, etc. But lately he has been investing millions in putting live events together. And when he was interviewed in uh, a big publication, he said, you know, nobody's going to remember a stream number 75 the day I was playing <laughs> Mario Party, right? They're actually going to remember that one big event that draw so much attention and it was so entertaining and delivered this amount of value. So I think that is, that could be, you know, like an interesting topic that we can talk about next time we bring you on crafting those experiences. You mentioned a few time here doing those activations for some of your clients. So that could be next level, right? Uh, episode 2.0 <laughs> podcasting magic is going to be discovering how do we put these journeys and these experiences together that not only reflect the value of our business but also highlight the magic of the person that is running those businesses in there so i'm excited i yeah, think it's gonna be a good episode we gave you the pixie dust this time to inspire you. And then the next time we'll build the castle. So we'll yes. get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo. I like it. Uh, now I'm, I'm, getting, I'm going crazy because so we're going to be in Orlando in the next couple of days. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's Friday. So we are actually in Orlando. Send us a quick message and uh, we'll meet up. But Rita, what is your last thing of the show is, what is your an action point that somebody can do today to move their publishing, their business forward? based on what we talked about today? Based on what we talked about today, one thing that you can go do is do what I like to call a content audit on your website. Go to your website, scroll through every single page that you have and ask yourself, how does this page make me feel? What does this page make me want to do? Ask yourself those two questions. And if you don't feel anything looking at your website, looking at your content on your website, maybe listening to your own podcast, it might be time to uh, reignite what you do and find that wonder and that certain thing that will help you feel that so that your audience can feel that as well. 
stu- stu- you get the studio clap and now the audience follows. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is like, we literally had this conversation a couple of days ago. You know, we felt like the show was lacking something and that something was the live stream. The live stream, for some reason, ignites our energy big time. The format was still the same. We were having these amazing conversations, but in a sense, this environment, for some reason, does it for us uh, in many ways. And, and I encourage everybody, right? Like, uh, it was a very honest conversation, right, that we had to have. And uh, and I think it's helping. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. It was like, yes. Um, anyways, I think, uh, I don't know, do you have anything else to add, Fons? No, thank you, Rita. Thank you so much. This was yeah. absolutely amazing. And can't wait to you know, build a castle next time. And hopefully we can do it live too, because you're in, I feel like, you're, I think you're in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I'm always down for a live stream. It's my favorite thing to do. There we go. We'll go to Disney. We'll do it. We'll just put a table right oh, in, yeah. in the middle and stream it there. Sweet. On a roller coaster. Content. Love you all. I know. All right. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Content's Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Beast Bros Co. That is Randy Verita here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. I was about to start singing, but, you know, I didn't See want to. I didn't want to take the, the, take the whole stage. <laughs> See you guys. Bye, guys.